The anticipation is killing me. You want to take a seat? Yeah, I'd love to take a seat. Is there a chair? Or a table? Um, we can sit on the bench. Actually, I could just stand here. Are you comfortable there? Um, I might be distracted with my computer. Why don't you sleep it? No, I don't, I don't know. Or turn it away from you so you can't look at it. Uh, why don't we sit on the bench, both of us? Okay. The no, bench? I think that's good. That's Here? natural. This is fine. Yeah. But I do agree, maybe you should shut off the computer. Or can you make it black? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> I can indeed. Uh, well, whatever. I think it's natural to have the computer on. That's, yeah. that's who I am. Yeah, exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Shop Task in Vancouver, BC. I have been anxiously anticipating this. I have a special guest on the show today, Leon Basson, who, if you don't know about this guy, do yourself a favor right now. Go to Google, type in L-E-O-N space B-A-S-I-N, and search this guy's videos. They are really, really good. And, and not to like fucking get his head all big before we do this, but I do think that Leon is... Probably, like I hate the, to use the word best, but he's probably the best rollerblader in Vancouver, and I mean that. I'll, I'll, he's probably the most diverse. Leon can skate anything. Leon can skate rails. Leon can skate transitions. He can do quarter pipe. He can do weird, like creative shit that that no one else can do. He can jock Matt Ledoux. He can jock me. He can pretty much just see any trick that that he sees and he can execute it. He, his skill set is really, um, really diverse. And Leon also owns this skate shop. This, we're in shop task. Right now we're surrounded by rollerblades on the wall, some skis, a fuckload of t-shirts <coughs> behind Leon. Uh, Leon's iMac, uh, there's a grind, uh, a grind bench. A grind box. Box. Yeah, grind box <laughs> in the middle of the store. Fucking wheels all over the wall, frames. This is like the the distributor of rollerblading to Canada that we're in. So this is pretty exciting. And Leon actually just got the new shadows. Interested in, interestingly enough, he got them first. Right? Yes. Yeah. I've been just hogging the spot. I just wanted to introduce Leon. But Leon, yes. he, you have new skates? I have new skates. Uh, we just got the Avant Shadow Skates, which are uh, cool. Sweet. And I'm going to skate them tomorrow. It's really weird. You want to go skating on Sunday? <laughs> yeah. It's, re it's really weird talking to this microphone now. It, it takes some getting used to, eh? But we'll get used to it. Yeah. We'll fight through it. There's a transition phase. I feel like there's phase. a camera in front of me. It's anyway. weird, eh? It's yeah. weird how that affects your experience. How, how we speak, yeah. It's like, Leon and I just walked to McDonald's and we got some coffee and we were just talking. And I always, I always, when I get to get, well, this is my only my second time getting together with someone. But I'm always, like, right off the bat, I want to start. Mm -hmm. Because 
it feels weird talking beforehand because I'm like, this is awesome what we're talking about. We should be recording this. And then, but really you can't go wrong. It's just, true. Yeah. No one's going to listen to this shit anyway. Yeah. Like people aren't going to fucking spend like fucking two hours fucking listening to this. Okay. So Cool. Basically you can just pretend like we're not even recording. Okay. But it's exciting to be in your shop. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Kind of here every day, so yeah. not as exciting as it is for you. <laughs> it's new and fresh for me. You said yeah. you've been really busy lately. Yeah, pretty busy. Summer's coming, so yeah, pretty busy. Lots of work to do before summer comes. Yeah, get all the stuff. All the stuff. In. The website. I work on the website. You just like the add store. a lot of shit, all, yeah. a lot of products and stuff to the website. Well, this, uh, it's weird to explain it when uh, you know some of the stuff and I'm just re-explaining it, That's but okay. we, since we're open a storefront in downtown Vancouver, we going to be selling a lot of fitness skates this year. So that's a, a big change Yeah, because it's a completely new market. We'll see how it goes. That's exciting. It seems it seems like a lot of people are like getting more open minded to fitness skating. Like Richie and and uh, Dustin. Dustin were were skating like fitness skates a lot in Barcelona. <clears throat> and, like you think people are are less ashamed to roll around in fitness skates now than maybe they were four or five years ago. Hmm. Uh, I feel like it's almost. When you roll on fitness skates, you feel like people kind of, it's more normal than rolling around on aggressive skates. To, to, to your experience or to like yeah. the public's view of it? Like how I would feel when I skate around the seawall on fitness skates. Yeah. <clears throat> I would feel like no one really cares. It's really normal. People don't pay attention. So you're like less... Less you, noticeable. Less attention on you. Yeah. When you're in rec skates. Like, even if you go past a skate park with rec skates, yeah. skateboarders are not going to say anything. Versus if oh. you go on aggressive skates, they would be like, they, they know. It's like a magnet. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I hate those guys. But if some random, like, Because this guy, he's, he doesn't really pose a threat. Yeah. He's not trying to imitate our sport on fruit boots. Mm -hmm. He's just fruit booting. So yeah. whatever. He's harmless. Exactly. They they don't notice it just passes by. It's like a random Do you think the just the act of rolling on the ground, do you think it feels better on fitness skates than it does in aggressive skates? Definitely, yeah. A lot better. Yeah, you well, were skate you were riding on in fitness skates. Yeah. yeah. Well especially because uh I ride anti-rocker, so as soon as I ride fitness skates, it's flat, yeah, and it's big and fast, yeah. So feels good. I also find that fit some fitness skates are super super comfy, and the quality of the boot is is like higher than than a lot of aggressive skates. Um, it's more like a snowboard boot or a ski boot, something that it you can just tell has more R and D, more money thrown at it. Yeah, definitely. But uh I skate shadows, so it's pretty tough to beat 
and the, comfort. The comfort. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some of the fitness skates we have those new rollerblade, um, like fitness. They're half carbon fiber, super low cuffs, one hundred and ten mil wheels. <laughs> <laughs> so do, those ones right are now. are honestly the most comfortable things I really? put on my feet. Yeah. Really. I'll have to try those on. Pretty ridiculous. Shit. But um, are you gonna get Celtic frames in? Um, yeah, I actually sent an email. Sweet. Yeah. When. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get a hold of the guys now. Sweet. That's exciting. Yeah. Let me know, cause I really want to get some. If you don't get some, then I'm gonna order them somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, you asked me a few other people, so, and they look pretty interesting. Yeah. And I support what they do. Seem, seems it's, like it's a... It's innovative. Well, it's it's just something that not a lot of frames have focused on, like a flat rocker frame that is also a good frame to grind in as mm -hmm. well. Like it's the first attempt to, to do that. That's exciting for someone that skates flat, like me. I'm I think stoked like, to skate them. Yeah. The thing I like, I don't really like to support like a random little company that makes one product, but uh, I think that those guys are here to stay and they've been doing yeah. a lot and yeah, I want to get some that's, of their stuff. That's kind of interesting that a company that, that like you say, it's very small and hasn't made a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. A company that's that small is coming out with something that's so good, so like innovative mm -hmm. it, may, it makes you wonder like a, a lot of these com you would think that a bigger company would come out with an innovative product like that like but i guess that's the interesting thing about skaters who aren't really a part of the industry maybe or just on a very small level but they have this idea that they're just so stoked on mm -hmm. so like we're gonna we're gonna make this and it really it kind of shows like them being passionate about making that product as opposed to just making a bunch of products and, and selling them because you're passionate about your brand. But these people are just really passionate about that product. Hmm. So that's exciting. I guess, well, yeah. Yeah, there's also like create originals that are, I guess there's not much uh, innovation in create originals except the graphics, which is, I guess, pretty cool. But I do like how Caltic has uh, more of a purpose than just making another frame. Or yeah, and it goes beyond the way the frame just looks. Yeah, exactly. It's t totally focused on the technology, how it functions. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I hope more companies would. Uh, I'm surprised that no one tried to actually uh, kind of follow their footsteps and make. Uh, similar frames I think it'll happen I think companies are going to realize that well uh, you know it's very judgmental to say companies do put effort into their products obviously but they're like right now there's such an opportunity for companies to create new and really exciting pro products like new technology mm -hmm. that re that really blows away the competition mm -hmm. like I still think there is a possibility for a company to produce a skate that drops every other skate. Nobody wants to skate the other skate because this skate is just so fucking good. 
that it just blow. No one wants to skate any anything else because it's so revolutionary. That might be idealistic, but I think that's possible. Hmm. Yes and no. <laughs> well, I feel like shadows were that skate. Yeah, in a big in a way they were. In a way, it's like a just kind of completely out outside of the regular any type of like skate because rollerblades it's also like ski boots um like similar technology to ski boots uh similar technology to i don't know ice skates hockey skates fitness skates yeah and they were like the first ones that actually made that a skate that functions the same or arguably better with a completely different concept. But to be it honest... It was really it, innovative technology. Yeah, but at the same time, I remember when I started skating around 94, <laughs> there used to be a company called Mojo. Was that a skate company? Yeah, really? like a fitness skate company. And they were basically like shadows. Hmm. Really? exactly the same yeah so i guess it's not that innovative and i i remember seeing uh just walking through a mall i saw a solomon skiboard boot mm -hmm. that skiboard you, I, what did i say skiboard boot <laughs> i meant to say snowboard snowboard <laughs> a snowboard boot and a lot of the buckles and stuff on the boot were the exact same as mm. on the on the shadow yeah I, yeah solomon did originally develop shadow yeah and I think a lot of the technology that they used was from research and development in skiing and snowboarding. Yeah. Well, the idea was always there, kind of like everything. Everything has been thought of and invented in some way or another, but I feel that they really executed it properly. And it's actually yeah. a skate that skates well. And I don't know, I just had a customer and I sold him a pair of shadows and I was talking about how good they are, and I don't feel like explaining all of they it are, again. They are really good skates. Just a lot more responsive, um, just designed to, yeah. I still think they are really stiff. No. Yeah. In a lot of ways, they're really restrictive in bod on body movement. Like, I do love shadows. I'll probably skate them again. Mm -hmm. I always go back to them, like, but... Uh, when I watch Leon's reaching in for his uh, muffin, what is it, pumpkin? It's carrot muffin. Carrot. Carrot muffin. Nice. But um, what was I fucking talking about? I don't know. Shadows. I think it's good. Shadows. It's pretty boring, the stuff we talk about. We had like... Well, usually. Usually usually the stuff we talk about. But what I'm getting... Uh, do, do you think that there's a possibility for a, a skate technology to just like... Like, don't you think there's a lot of room for improvement? Yeah. A lot of things that, that people could try yeah. when developing skates. Do you think that in 100 years, if the world doesn't blow up and if rollerblading is still around in 100 years, do you think they will look back at this technology and fucking laugh? Hmm. Not really. <laughs> in 100 years, you're going to listen to that. Probably, yeah. And you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" Was yeah, I, 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 I didn't think that skate technology was gonna progress. A no. hundred years. 
when role betting has like a lot of money to to throw at the smartest people in the world. Think uh, like imagine. Okay, role betting gets bigger. Mm-hmm. Like fifty years, you know, maybe realistic five, timeline. 50 five years. or six times as many people on the planet rollerblade, and it becomes more of, uh, you know. I don't know, more people do it. But there's more money in it. I mean, it's not the craziest thing in the world. You obviously believe that rollerblading has potential mm-hmm. to get big. So let's say, let's be really gener- really, um, really conservative. 30 years. In 30 years, rollerblading is pretty big. I don't and there's, see... there's a show on TV and, and the, a big superstar is a rollerblader and a household name. And there's a lot of people rollerblading. No. At that time, when they can pay the smartest people in the world, the smartest engineers to develop skates and more money into, tech, into the materials. I know what you're saying. <laughs> but then it won't be rollerblading. It would be different. It like might they, be. It's almost yeah. like you're saying, talk to a roller skater 50 years ago and be like, imagine roller skating in 50 years from now. It would be, you know, like when they're going to develop something so revolutionary. And then they developed inline skates, which was revolutionary. That's why they called yeah. them inline. That's how. In a lot of ways, yeah. It's, unbelievable it was. It's awesome technology, yeah. But that's not roller skating. Roller skating stayed, and inline skating became a different sport. Yeah. But the idea is both like rolling under your feet things. So I think like something new would come out. It's like skateboarding. Like when skateboarding started, it was really simple a board, wheels. Like, they didn't even have, like, proper, like, nose and tail. But people were still, like, trying to do those tricks. You know, like, that's why it got to, like... It's more or less the same as it used to be, just, like, minor adjustments. But then the big developments, like, to make it a scooter, like, add a handlebar to it, was, like, a revolution in a way. Yeah. But it's a completely different sport. That's true. So I can't see skates changing... They would change, like, minorly. Because if you think now, um, uh, Majestic 12s are still the best-selling skate. (laughs) Just with some skin over top. Yeah. Imagine how many Majestic 12s were produced in that Roses factory over the past... Yeah, like 15, 15 16 years. So, well, I don't I don't think skate technology has progressed I think, all that much. I think there's a, a I think, huge I think, overemphasis on grinds and just the plate under it. Mhm. You know, when I know what you're talking about, like a better something that can uh can be more responsive to like your body movements, like when you run or when you do certain certain like activities the skate is kind of like restricting you in a way because your your whole ankle is kind of locked yeah 
It's like a cast on your fucking foot. Yeah, but... And we're supposed a, to be, like, dancing. We're but, supposed to be doing this beautiful art form. But in a way, that gives you the confidence and the support that you need to do what we do. Because sometimes, think if you're on your shoes, you wouldn't jump this eight-foot gap or whatever because you'll be like, oh, my feet are going to break. Or, or if you have skates on, you feel a lot more comfortable because it is a cast. Yeah. But it's also the movement and the speed that reduces the impact when you land. Mm -hmm. Like just having wheels on your feet or the movement of it, it reduces the impact to the ground. But like I think there's there's so much growth that is possible like even figure skates figure skates you can or you can custom order a figure skate you send in your foot the mold of your foot mm -hmm. and a company will produce that boot that's to the mold of that foot but and i don't like think it's I don't, I don't think it's going to improve like yeah it would be a little more comfortable a little better but it's not going to change like it's not going to make you a better skater like what I think people should focus more on is not how to make their skates make them skate a certain way, is how to use their body. Oh, it's totally true. Like, a, a, a fit body mm -hmm. is going to trump a, an amazing skate every time. And skill, it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter what the skate is. Mm -hmm. It's, it's it, like, you put an amazing skate on a person who's never rollerbladed before. They're not going to be able to do all this amazing shit. But the technology does dictate what our sport looks like to mm -hmm. a large extent. And people need to realize that. And I think I, I'll say this right now with utter confidence. Skate technology will, will change drastically over the next 60 years. Drastically. And when people look back at this shit, they will laugh. It'll be funny. You know what's They'll funny? laugh. They'll watch videos and they will laugh. Like, people fucking skated and shit like this? This is ridiculous. Look at those fucking skates. They will laugh. No, you know and, what and, I and, think and... is funny? What? That we are actually recording this. And <laughs> <laughs> thinking that someone is going to listen to this. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What do you have to say about this? Well, I think if people if people just turn this on in a dark mm -hmm. room and just listen to it, I mean, just try to experience this on its own, the way they watch an edit or something, mm -hmm. they're going to be sorely disappointed. But if a, if a person's like just like cruising the internet, they're working or something, and they mm -hmm. put this on, they're going to thoroughly enjoy it. Because they will feel like they're a part of this conversation. And it won't be like the, the type of enjoyment, the type of thrill that you get from watching like a three-minute edit. Mm -hmm. It'll be the type of thrill where you just sink into something and it's just like in the background. And it's like you don't really pay attention to it. You know, you'll, you'll listen to it. You'll be doing other stuff. And it's not, it doesn't consume all of your attention. That's the beautiful part of these things is you can do other stuff while you're doing it. You just got a, a conversation going on in your head. So I think people will really enjoy this. Okay. If someone actually going to listen to it, we should talk about uh, something other than skates. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, we've been well, talking about technology for a long time. Yeah, to be honest, it's... I just... That's what I do for a living, so... 
sometimes it's really it's hard to get excited talking about skates that's true even though i'm excited but yeah it's kind of well that's very it's, true it's like, old news i never talk about skate technology with anyone uh, so Ever, not that... with my girlfriend not with the people i work with I can't talk about this. I totally understand. You're fucking talking about this stupid shit all day. Yeah. It's boring. No, like, I'm really passionate about it, but... I don't know. I don't think I have anything smart or interesting to say about products. If I will, if I have something, I'll let uh, let you know. Sure. But we should talk about... Uh, um, I don't know. What we ta started you know that, talking you about. You know that Charlie Sheen... You watching the shit with Charlie Sheen? Uh, I'm not into this kind of stuff either. <laughs> this dude is coming to GM Place, eh? Oh, really? For what? I don't know. Like he's just he's he's not a he's not a comedian. He's not mm -hmm. a musician. I don't know. He's coming just to like do a show mm. at GM Place. That's pretty cool. It's just weird. No, like Well, he can, he's going to probably make a lot of money. I want to pick this up. Leon's phone is... It's after store hours. It's a really nice ringtone. Yeah, it's relaxing. Really. <laughs> um, anyways. Yeah, it's whatever. Cool. Good for him. <laughs> Show. I think it'd be interesting. Interesting to watch? Just because, what is he going to do? Mm-hmm. It'll, it would probably be really lame, but it's just like, how much fucking confidence does that guy have to just, yeah, I'm going to go to GM Place. You guys, all you thousands of fuckers out there can buy tickets and come to the show. And you know show. they will. And you know they will. Mm -hmm. And he's, he doesn't, he's an actor, mm -hmm. but he doesn't fucking go up in front of thousands of people and entertain them like it's a totally different ball game. So it's just kind of interesting. A part of me really wants to go. Just check it out. Yeah, probably going to be pretty interesting. What's uh, How much is it charging for tickets? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's cheap. <laughs> but like, why GM Place? It's so big. Yeah. Like, imagine yourself going up in front of, like, GM Place. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Leon Basson! Yeah! What yeah. you got, dog? How are you going to entertain us for an hour? Make us feel good about spending a hundred bucks? Yeah. What you got? A <laughs> hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, not not happening. Even this recording in front of this little microphone, I was yeah. like, uh, what can I share with people? <laughs> Except the sounds of me munching on my muffin. Eating carrot muffin. Carrot muffin and drinking coffee. I don't have too much inte intelligence lately. Yeah. What you got? Um, I got treatment, or I don't know how it's pronounced. Treatment. How is it pronounced in the proper English? I think it's a French word. I think it would be mm. like traitement. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny if it's a normal word that we just don't pronounce properly. Which happens to me. Treatment. <laughs> I always end up spelling it with uh, 
Yeah, really weird. Like every time I spelt it or wrote it in the email, always was like treatment or (laughs) (laughs) the treatment DVD. (laughs) But it's it's like you say excess shadow too. No, that's more like a joke. Oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) But the cool thing about treatment, um, that not usually I have a lot of words that I don't pronounce like most people. But treatment is one of those words that a lot of people don't pronounce it properly. So I don't feel What weird. does it even mean? I know. That's what, people, that's what people think when they hear well, me. Google it. It doesn't matter. Google you know, it. it is what it is. <laughs> Dude, uh, we got a fucking answers machine right there. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. But it's really, really good. Is it good? Yeah. You have to buy it. <laughs> you think I like it? Yeah. I uh why would I money like back it? money back guaranteed. Because I'm skeptical, to be honest. Just buy it. Give me a reason. Well I wrote Why do you think I'd like it? Um, because you're Because you're an older rollerblader. Um You've been around for a while. And the people in the video, like the main characters, um, they're kind of like me and you. that have been like doing it for a really long time and have interesting stuff to say. So Probably. Older people? Yeah. Hmm. Rob G, Matthew Heinemann, uh, uh, Dominic Wagner. Jacob Jewell, but Matthew Heinemann and Rob G have some interesting stuff to say. I'm a big Matt Heinemann fan. Yeah. And uh big Rob G fan too. Yeah, those the like what, what style there. of video is this? It's kind of like a documentary without Ooh. actually being a documentary. Not like a Not like a How's this video called? Not like, <laughs> not like, not like, uh, oh, barely not like dead. That. Not like barely dead. Right. It's not like talking about the industry, yada yada. It just it is what it is. Really. So, but it reveals it's re- more than yeah. a typical skate video. Yeah. If you watch it, you kind of understand. I don't know if people would, but I I can see like. Uh, kind of why we do what we do. Uh, I think the video captures it really well. Because a lot, a lot of times we don't really understand why we skate, and maybe it's like a video that helps you understand about yourself. Hmm. Like Interesting. for a skater, kind of how a session is. It's not like as ridiculously uh, um, what's the right word? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not like that complex that it really like gets into your head too much. Like they they talk a lot and stuff. 
really philosophical stuff, but um, I don't know. I just felt like the flow of the movie made me kind of. You just have to watch it. You're really making me want to watch it. It's good. It's not. Mm. It's not a skate video. It's like a video, and it's not a movie with skating in it. There's, there's just no story, really. Yeah. But it's a really honest kind of view of skating. I fucking want it. It's uh, has like amazing like big tricks that can. You know, be the best tricks in any video. And it has a lot of just good-looking tricks. But, like, you can't just have the best tricks without the normal tricks. doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. It's like, like, that's what most skate videos do is it's always really fake. Kind of like, like all the highlights. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, how good I am. Yeah. <laughs> and there is very little in between. Yeah. And then... With mushroom blading and stuff, that's really similar to like Joey's type of editing. But with Joey's type of editing, there's too much in well, <laughs> yeah. not to talk shit, but certain certain parts there's too much lifestyle that I appreciate. But a lot of people, you know, it takes longer to get sucked into, especially if you don't know those people. Right. There might be like too much in between. Where this is kind of. Between a regular skate video and mushroom blading, and hmm. it's good. Interesting. Yeah. Can I see the cover? Yeah, it's right here. Oh, let me reach. It's not like too picky about skate park, street, whatever. That's just skating. Like a bit of everything, and yeah. Dominique Wagner, Carl Lindbergh, Matthew Heinemann. Jacob Jewell, mm. Gabriel Hayden, he's sick. Mark Moreno, he's sick. Rob G, he's sick. Anders Rishov, Rishaj, Anders Rishaj, Rishaj. <laughs> That's an interesting last name. Mm -hmm. Anders Rishaj. Sweet. Yeah, it's really good. But I, it's a some European dig. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Produced by B Meg. Hmm. Mad props, mad props. The the guy that made it, or the guys, or whoever made it. Jonas Hansen. I think it's Jonas. Jonas, probably because it's European. And I think it's Onsen. <laughs> no, it's really, really good. It's uh. Production wise, I think it's the the best skate video. That I can remember. Like filming, colors, music. It's good. Hmm. When I was watching this video, actually, and uh, uh, this muffin is really good. So is it? soft. You're you're inter eating it in an interesting way. You're like crushing. You're like squishing no, no. <laughs> it first and then eating it. It's weird. <laughs> I just did it because I was talking and. Oh. Anyway. Um. So, uh, what was I saying? Treatment. Treatment. No, but what was I Tremont. saying? Tremont. What was I saying about Tremont? When you were watching it? Oh, yeah, I don't have a TV screen in the store, because the store is pretty small, and I have so much freaking inventory. Like, 
There's maybe... How many skates do you see on the wall? Like 60? 50? Yeah, a lot of fucking skates. Yeah. Yeah, quite a bit. Anyway, so it's pretty stuffed with skates. And it's all different skates. But... <laughs> By the way, it's shop task. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I don't have a TV screen, because I don't know where to put this TV screen. Yeah, you don't have any space. But people always say, oh, you're a skate shop, you must have a TV. And a lot of times I'm kind of thinking, what would be playing on this TV? You know, most people are like, yeah, just put some crazy f skating. Yeah. But the the average person that would walk in... I don't feel like most videos would really be too interesting. There's like certain things I want to show people and it's usually like short edits that really <laughs> that are it's like what I want people to get out of rollerblading for like a newcomer, someone that passes on the street is like, "Oh, this is cool." Like, "Oh, those are trick blades." And like, what do I want to show him to get him kind of understand? the sport or like yeah. the culture um a skateboarding shop it's pretty obvious like you don't need videos or whatever it's a skateboard shop but here people don't really know and if i have some crazy like video playing on tv i don't feel like it's the true representation of what we do or at hmm. least that's now not how i want people to see so, us so you don't think there's any video that you would want to put well, up there while I was watching Treatment or Tremont, Tremont. Uh, that's what I felt. I was like, oh, wow. wow, I want to get a TV for the store because I can have this video playing on repeat. You know, and like at any point, anyone that would walk into the store would watch it and enjoy it. Or like you would see, oh, that's interesting. And the video flows really well together. So it's not like the section is going to end and then they're like, okay, I'm, I saw enough. I gonna go on with my day it's something that kind of flows really well so you're kind of still curious as like the section the music fades out and goes into the next and just continue like just really good connection between the whole video hmm. that you want to continue watching it doesn't like it's not one of those videos that fully satisfies your all your needs like oh, fuck, that's the trick I wanted to see. Like, I can't believe you did it and you don't even pay attention for the trick after. Right. That's kind of like, you never get enough. So you're just like, huh, I want to see more. Like, I want to see more. Um, And the music is really mellow instrumental music. So it's it would work for older people that would walk in or... Um, Younger kids won't pay attention to the music. They would look at the skating. Yeah. It's not like an Oscar-winning movie, but I feel like it's a, just a really honest video to showcase what we do. Hmm. And uh, the stuff that, especially Matthew Heinemann, I don't know, it just seems like... Uh, that's what I thought when I was like hearing him talk is so so passionate about it to like such a crazy extent is <laughs> like a completely like, well that's the vibe I got like this random like older French person that been 
doing it for so long and just does it because he loves it so much. Like he, what I get from it, he can just go skate by himself and do like whatever, like the biggest hammer ever done on rollerblades when he's by himself. And he doesn't do it. He just does it because he loves it so much where a lot of other people and it's cool because like you never see a Matthew Heinemann section because he doesn't doesn't really care to be filmed or or at least that's what I how I see it but props to Jonas the guy that made the video for actually choosing such a skater and I'm sure if he if anyone would come to Matthew Heinemann and be like yo I want to film a section he seems like a really positive guy that will be like, yeah, sure. And it seems like a guy who doesn't need any sponsors. Like he wouldn't sell himself to, yeah, I'm going to promote your brand and whatever. Yeah. Like tomorrow, if he wants to skate razors, I feel like he would. Or if he wants to skate whatever, he doesn't do it for, yeah, for... He's a soul skater. Soul skater. He would like... And I think it's really, really rare. I don't think anyone... I don't know any anyone who's a soul skater. And, like, I'm sure there's a lot of them out there. Um, like Mason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's... Mason, Mason Ouellette, he's a guy from the old Mushroom SOL videos. Uh, he's, like, the only one that I can see falling into this category that would go skate by himself and do like the stupidest stuff yeah he'll just go skating by himself and do huge stunts yeah it's like a really uh he's the opposite of a camera skater like he doesn't he loves he loves to skate he'll do it for the camera he'll bust out but he doesn't need the camera there to push him Mm -hmm. he'll or people watching even he just no he does want the people mason does oh yeah yeah he likes the attention yeah but he will go fucking bust out just on his own or at least talk about busting out yeah on his own you never know if it's like the truth me and josh always like there was this point where he used to live with josh um and he would always like would go skating um you know, all the time, and Mason would just always be like, I skated here by myself one day, <laughs> and I did this, and the skateboarder looked at me, and you know, like, I looked at him back, yeah. and he would always, and I believe him, because I know that that's how he is, Yeah. but it, me and Josh just, like, man, how come, like, all your stories are, like, when we're not there, and no one was there, <laughs> yeah. except this random lady, or... Yeah. And he got really mad. <laughs> but we believe him because that's uh-huh. Mason. Like sort of. He's the type of a guy that would go out in the middle of the night, climb on a tree, climb onto a building, yeah. climb off that building. Yeah, just for the sake of doing it. Yeah. yeah. Very, probably because he... Very pure intentions. Very pure. Yeah. Not too pure. Probably some alcohol involved in, yeah. in cases, yeah. but... Anyway, <laughs> you're as in like not seeking any kind of extrinsic reward out of doing it, just doing it for the sake of doing it. A very pure approach. Yeah. 
It's weird. I don't think I would, uh, would be cool if I would ever get to this level of, like, uh, just, like, self-satisfaction. <laughs> well, I think it's a very intelligent way to approach it. Yeah. Because in reality, that really is the only benefit. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just, like, this illusion of, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to impress people or I'm going to achieve something, get, get, get something for free or whatever. But the real, the real reason why anyone does it is just for the sake of doing it. I don't know. Unless you're no, fucking it's, it's unless not, you're like true. Brian Aragon skating in a big contest and the grand prize is $10,000 or if you're a kid trying to get sponsored. But I think most like most rollerbladers their experience mm -hmm. is very removed from that. You're only doing it for the sake of doing it. No, it's not true. It's completely not true. That's that's what I'm saying. There's very few and I'm sure, like, no one is 100% doing it for nothing. There is no true... Well, there is no free love. <laughs> like, I think the term exists, like, that you love something just because you love it. But anything you do ha always has, like, some sort of a benefit. Whether you, like... If you skate just because you're really good at it. You know, like... And that's what I feel a lot of people... They're just so good at rollerblading that they needed to make them feel good about themselves. So that your benefit, it's not free, not just doing it because you love it. You're doing it because it makes you feel a certain way that you, you're better than someone else. Like, but don't you think a more intelligent thinking process would be that I'm, I'm, I'm a good person without rollerblading. I don't need rollerblading to make me feel good about myself. I'm not saying everyone. For everyone, it has a different... Uh, something different that they get out of it. Someone might be skating because they get free skates <laughs> or someone might be skating because they get mad chicks. <laughs> <laughs> mad pussy. Mad. Or someone might be skating because they like has like good friends that skate. Like the social like aspect. Yeah, the friends, social yeah. aspects of it. And that's why, and that's mostly why most people skate is for the chicks. I mean, no. <laughs> Most of them skate for the social aspect. That's why they yeah. never skate by themselves. Yeah. Because that's comes to prove that like you don't really enjoy skating. You enjoy the social aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and that's why I like so, uh, I respect like people like Matthew Heinemann or Mason so much because they can do it as close as it gets to like free love they don't need right. any recognition or it's like a self self-rewarding like yeah well do you think it's possible that that maybe this video um like there's more more of that out there than you are aware of mm -hmm. because usually when a section is put together or someone's filmed and you see it it's in that moment of doing it for the clip, obviously, because you're watching the footage of it. Mm -hmm. um, it's something that's kind of hidden is people going skating by themselves. Obviously, you don't get to watch them do that mm -hmm. unless they're filming themselves, which fake is fake, it's, more fake is it. Well, it's not more fake. It's just less about just the doing like, 
oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to film it. It's like, oh, is he doing it just for the sake of doing it or doing it to be filmed? But you have to realize that you don't see a lot of the people go out and just skate by themselves. It's true, but I highly doubt that many people do it. Really? Like, I do it. I, like, I honestly... Well, I do it, but to a certain extent. Like, I would do it, but I wouldn't go do, like, tr really hard tricks by myself. Hmm. Like, would you... I would go kind of for a quick roll from some one place to another and do something, I don't know, fun. Yeah. But I would never really, um, I don't know, try to do like, I wouldn't really session by myself. Hmm. Like I wouldn't go to a skate, empty skate park and just session. It could be really thrilling to like go to a, a, a skate park where there's quite a few skateboarders mm -hmm. and you're the only rollerblader. Th that's I've a little different like, that is a little bit different but yeah. to skate by yourself in like a back of a school or something like just go because you want to skate like i've i used to do it when i was younger but it it felt more like practice you know like you wanted to get better so when you skate with people like and you all of a sudden do new tricks and to impress people or hmm. but i don't know the, i remember one time and that was uh Probably around 2001. I uh, I wanted to skate and no one was wanted to skate. It's funny because I actually remember like more or less when it was. And uh, like I was in Vancouver and I was driving from downtown and I used to live in Burnaby. And on the way there was Vantac, the rail. And I was like, oh, no one is going to skate by the time I get home, like, my roommates won't want to skate. It's probably going to be dark, you know, so it's yeah. either now just or never. now or like tomorrow. And I really felt like skating and it's this like perfect flat rail, um, pretty high, but just like a perfect, really famous rail in Vancouver. They changed it now, but, and then, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stop and just do like basic tricks. I want to get better at switch soles. Like, can do them but I never put enough effort to actually do them on rails like I would do it on whatever anyway and I was like oh cool like and that was the first time that I actually full-on got into it and sessioned by myself and in this one session I learned not that I learned those tricks that was I was skating for like 10 years at this point <laughs> or like eight years nine years and I learned like got super comfortable with switch soles, like switch top soles, switch top acids, like switch top torque soles, like just from just wanting to do switch sole on this rail. And after this, I was, I don't know, any rail, I could just switch this to, it just opened like such a big vocabulary. And yeah. then I remember the next session we skated a different flat rail and it was like, I was just spitting out all those weird switch ups that start from this one trick from this one session by myself yeah which was really cool so yeah i have a big head i'm super good well there's probably a lot of benefit that if you can get into those solo sessions yeah like i think I there's felt... like a lot more focus because you're yeah, not working exactly. you're, you're not watching other people you're not giving them props it's just yeah. totally like a, totally all you and that's what i remember because 
like I'm I'm usually really picky with cameras and stuff and I always when I land a trick like there's some weird little things that I don't like how my lift my finger was pointing the wrong way <laughs> so and but then I would sometimes look at it in the camera and sometimes the camera would would be kind of fake because like you felt it you felt that it wasn't perfect you felt it was something wrong that's why you want to check the camera like oh let's see how it looks and if it looks sometimes the camera it would look better than a lot better than what you thought oh totally yeah. or it would hide that little sketchiness that you felt yeah or the camera would tell you no that actually looked pretty cool but inside you weren't happy with it Right. But if the camera tells you otherwise, like, no, that was good. Like, it looks really sick. It's up to the standards. <laughs> like this, this is some hot shit. Then you kind of, oh, cool. Yeah, it does look cool. I actually really like this trick. And you yeah. you don't you don't actually do it the way you want to do it. You just do it the way the, your, the camera wanted you to do it. Where at this right. session, like, when you started talking about it, I remember it, like, I did like switch soul and other switch soul. That's super easy trick on this rail. <laughs> but I don't know, I was so picky to the level where like, oh, it didn't feel perfect, didn't feel perfect. When I know they all looked a hundred, well, not all, but at one, like at a certain point, I knew they're getting like really good and like I feel really comfortable and and fast or whatever. But like I found myself being so much more picky when there's no camera to show me how I did it. Like I have right. to understand, like be fully happy with the trick. So I feel without without a camera, I'm more picky than I am with a camera. Right. Do you think it's possible that... Um... Sorry for the long uh, switch salt talk. No, it's what this is all about. But do you think that it's possible that that the ones that you did at the beginning when they felt kind of awkward or, you know, you say that they didn't feel right. Um, do you think that those possibly might have been more interesting on camera because they weren't so perfect because you were a little bit like tentative or nervous or, or something? And That's there was thing. some kind of oddity that went into the style that made it more interesting than the ones towards the end when you were totally comfortable? No. And they felt right to you? No. No, it's, I know what you're saying, that sometimes you want it to look so, like, too perfect, and that's, I think, like, a flaw. I don't think they have to look perfect, but they have to feel perfect to the person doing the trick. Really? So, like, it's not like, it's not a sport, like, you don't have to have your hands, like, perfectly straight or whatever. Yeah. But, it, I don't know, at some point you you know that that's how you wanted to do it. I think that, yeah, you you do have something in your head when you're trying to do it. But I think that sometimes, sometimes, a lot, oftentimes a trick hasn't really felt that good to me at the time when I do it. Mm -hmm. Like it feels really ugly or like when I land, it, it wasn't what I pictured and I kind of landed sketchy or whatever. But then when I look at the footage usually not at that time but when i watched the footage like a year later i'm like that was really sick and at the time i thought it was junk but it was really yeah like, I, I wild agree. and and good i like that better than the one i did five tri five tries later yeah when i thought that it was better 
Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, I, I know what you're saying, but, and that's what happens a lot of times when we film. Um, I would do a trick and I wouldn't like the way I did it, so I would do it a bunch more times until I like it, until in the camera it looked perfect, like, I landed it good, yada, yada, yada. But then I would still end up using the clip that doesn't look perfect. If that actually looked, uh, if that actually, if it was actually looked more like what I was trying to do. Yeah. It's interesting though. It's, it's almost like two different things is the way that you perceive it and the way it actually looks from outside of you. Cause when Mm -hmm. you do it, you're in your body. There's really no way to, to separate yourself from that. You do it and yeah, you want it to feel good in your body. But sometimes when something feels bad in your body or you perceive it as ugly or something from the outside, it's totally different. It's like, no, that when you screwed up a little bit and your hand waved around, like that was really cool, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that's why it's really good to skate alone because you're not so concerned with what it looks from the outside. You're just, your only focus is making it feel good within your body. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just as soon as soon as it feels natural. I don't know. It's different. And it to be up, honest, like like what are you trying to do? When yeah, you skate. Are you trying to do something that feels good within, or something that looks good from outside? Well, that's when when I was doing the switch. So, like at one point, I was like, I I probably done it maybe twenty times. Uh but at one point, I was like, yeah, that, like I got it. That's good. But it wasn't, I don't know. I just didn't, still didn't feel right. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> well, from doing that, like, like when you do the same thing over and over and over, mm-hmm. you're really developing a skill. You're, you're really um, mastering it. Mm-hmm. like to master something you need to do it over and over and over and over yeah and and like usually it seems like the only time people will do something over and over yeah like like jerking off leon just did a jerk off movement yeah. at me i did but um usually when we do something over and over and over it's for the camera or it's <laughs> while sucking a cock oh uh. It's getting out of hand. Literally. So it's like when you're on your own, mm-hmm. it's like you don't have that, that perfect shot to say, hey, you're done with that. Go do something else because yeah. you just got the perfect trick and that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. When you're by yourself, it's just all about just moving your shit in a way that feels good or like, I guess it changes the whole motivation or the whole goal of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's all about getting into that zone and just doing shit that feels good to you, mm-hmm. you know, feel doing shit that you get a sense of accomplishment from. It's not about like making something beautiful f- for film, mm-hmm. you know, it just really, it changes the whole ball game. And I love skating for the camera. I'm a total s- camera skater. I'll yeah. still bust out when I'm by myself. I get into those zones and it's really awesome. It's more, it's more medi- like meditation or like a really spiritual experience when you're alone 
mm-hmm. because it's more pure. You're not you're not worried about someone else. You get into more of a trance when you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like more primal and it's more just like really it's pure is what it is. And it can leave you with such an awesome feeling. Totally. Yeah, man. But as we were talking about it, I was thinking, um, I'm sure like some older people would see, like understand like what we're talking about. But do you think uh, if some someone younger was to listen to how we, like I always wonder how it is because I feel like I really understand people who have been skating like 10 years plus. Even the people that you know, have been skating for four or five years. Yeah. I don't know. Like sometimes I wonder and like if they're on the same frequency. Oh, I definitely don't think so. Like I, if I, tricks for them or like the like what skating does for them or how they see it would... Um, Yeah, if they would understand what, uh, like our conversation. They might, they might listen to it and and think that some of our, some of our opinions are weird or illogical or, yeah, just weird. Um, And and they, they probably wouldn't agree with a lot of the shit we say because their brains are very, very different from ours. A lot smaller. Like people who have been skating since the fucking beginning of skating. Their brains are like when it comes to skating, yeah. their, their experience of it and their perception of it big is very different. It's yeah. well, I don't have a big head. I just have like a skating. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. I wasn't really going for this. I was going for um, like what skating means to them. Not really what we're talking about, but. That's why they should start a podcast. Like a, yeah, yeah. I'd fucking love that. Like um, a couple of like sixteen-year-olds yeah. just fucking talk about skating for an hour. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I that would be very rare. I don't think a lot of as as primal as you think as as you might be perceiving this podcast recording as being. Could you imagine a couple of sixteen-year-olds like doing it? I mean, it's possible, but I don't think a lot of 16-year-olds are capable of, of um, just speaking and, and w- naturally and having a conversation that's recorded for a podcast. It would be very different. It would be more like, more, I think, circusy or like... More trying we're to... We're getting trash and woo! Like, that would be... And that would be funny in its own right. You know, it would be like the okay buddy of podcasts. Mm-hmm. It would be like this, like, just out of control, which would be cool. So if anyone's listening and you're young and you're sweet, fucking start a podcast. You're young and sweet. Yeah. And you're a guy. Yeah. You should totally. Yeah. Fuck. And if you're black, that's a bonus. Because you got that cool voice. It, it would be like blade rapping. Yeah. For like a couple hours. I'd get down on that shit. Yeah, totally. Anyway, so... If someone young is listening, probably not. They probably turned it off way a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, so whatever. But maybe maybe they turned it on and they like left the room because they're totally bored and maybe they're like coming back in. No. No? <laughs> they fucking turned it off. Yeah, it's like one of those 
the other day I was talking to someone and he was asking me to recommend him like DVDs and I was like not telling this kid about this DVD because he's not gonna understand treatment treatment yeah. yeah or um or the other way around not telling this guy about this yeah it's really do you think it's possible that I mean yeah I think you're right to a large extent but do you think it's possible that you might misjudge certain people and be like oh they're not gonna... no no they're a game theory type of person but they would actually really like this I, video? I don't think I'm... No. You don't think it's possible? I don't think, like... Yeah, I don't think so. Like, yeah. I think I, I really... You got a good read on people. Right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Like, I'll be really surprised. You know, I would, like, put money on it. Yeah. Hmm. Certain people would like something... confident yeah sweet <laughs> what, uh, are you, what are you up to tonight uh probably gonna update the website do some work yeah um yeah i've been working late hours it's no fun being a running a skate shop life is tough dog yeah yeah it's a busy season coming up people getting their tax money back and a lot of them spend it really fast. Well, that's good. So it's a short window yeah. to take advantage. So of... the, like this is one of the busier times of the year? I feel like March, February. Uh... Ah, sorry, March. <laughs> Going back in time. That's okay. March, February. Uh... <laughs> March and April are really good because in Canada... People get tax return. Yeah, yeah. And most of our customers are, you know, people that don't make too much money, which is tough all year round because they don't make too much money. Yeah. So you're really trying to make a living. Bunch of fucking bums. <laughs> a bunch of people that don't have a lot of money, but you still, that's the people you want to, <laughs> you want to support. But they don't have money to support you back most of the year. But tax return time, that's because they don't make a lot of money. They get money back from the government. Uh, or in a lot of cases. And, um, okay. sure. And that's when they have a little bit of money to spend on new skates. Summer is coming. Um, I think that my bis uh, certain businesses are... Yeah, doing well around this time because of the tax return. In my case, for example, I have to pay taxes, which sucks. Yeah. Everyone does, dog. Yeah. Well, everyone pays it during the year. That's why they... I fucking paid 10 Gs in tax last year. Hmm. Yeah, that's a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a ball in return. Fucking like 300 bucks. It's not bad. What what are you gonna do with this money? I think Celtic Frames is on the list. Okay. What about treatment DVD? I think treatment DVD you sold me on. <laughs> I'm gonna be getting treatment. Damn, I'm a good salesman. Even though the name is Balls, but <laughs> it's Tremol. Tremol. Tremol.
Um, cool. But yeah, I'm busy. Very, very busy. Yeah. Not, not that I make a lot of money, but just busy. Just busy. Doing edits and trying to sell rollerblades and promote them at the same time because very, very few other people promote them. Rollerblading? Yeah. It's tough. There's, there, there there's is a fuckload of media getting shit out of our rollerblading ass every fucking day. It is, but it's all targeted towards rollerbladers. Huh. Like, there's never... Like, no one does anything... Well, not no one, but... I never see someone trying to, you know, um, make something that could appeal to someone else. Like make a, I don't know, like what do people watch on YouTube? (laughs) Double Rainbow? You seen the Double Rainbow video? No. (gasps) No? (laughs) Oh, dude. Double Rainbow. What is it? I'm not gonna watch it now. It's like one of the like biggest viral videos on YouTube, and it's mm. just this crazy guy that sees a Double Rainbow. Mm-hmm. And he's filming it, and he he's freaking out on how amazing this looks. Like, oh my god, Double Rainbow! What does it mean? And he starts like crying, and oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then these guys went and like remixed what he's saying and made a song out of it. Double Rainbow. Cool. You're like, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> you don't have to come and confess. They're looking for you. We're going to find you. We're going to find you so you can run and tell that, run and tell that, run and tell that, homeboy, home, home, homeboy. That, have you heard that song? No. Oh, that's a YouTube <laughs> shit right there. Sick. <laughs> but yeah, why well, know rollerbladers do shit that will everyone will see. Like, think of new ways of, like... Because all I hear I from... everyone's r- trying to do that, they just suck at it. No, I don't think anyone's really trying. No. They want to. But they're they're focused more on, like, rollerbladers as their demographic. They're not looking at the world as, a, uh, yeah. as their demographic. That's true. Well, for example, with skateboards. I don't know if you've seen the edit that I made of AJ... Yeah, I did. I loved it. Like a review about kind of like skateboards and what it is, because it's new to me and AJ. It's not like the best freaking skateboarding in the world, but obviously, because that was <laughs> like AJ's first week on them. But right. I don't know. I feel like it. We're kind of like outsiders. To that industry that um, it's like if uh, you know your favorite I don't know not <laughs> it just like a such more cleaner view on what the sport is like take away or all the like rollerblading has a lot of uh, negativity attached to it or like us being rollerbladers even though like a lot of us don't care it's 
we know that we're like different and we're not uh, completely accepted by everyone or and it does sh show in our videos yeah. like in a way how we're like versus if someone else was to do it it just a more pure of like without all the politics and things like it's really honest um, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I do. I know. Like exactly. I feel that for for you, or like, at least how I see it, because when I wanted to get into like skateboarding, I don't know. I couldn't find anything that appeals to me. Like I could, there was. I was like, yeah, that's sick, because I tried it, but I couldn't watch a video or point out a specific edit or section to other people. Yo, you want to try this with me? Because it. Like, none of it, like, it looked crazy or whatever, but none of it looked, uh, really told the story of what it is or why it would work for me. Right. And I feel like this little video of, I made of AJ is something that, like, when I was making it, um, I felt like, damn, like, I should really do it about rollerblades. Like, step back and try to make a video for someone who never rollerblade just explain you know like like selling a pair of skates in a store um yeah saying like, like explaining what this activity is yeah exactly like it's like all the videos are just kind of these showing super the activity. kind of artistic expressions of it and they show it in a very avant-garde kind of way mm -hmm. it's not literal yeah I, yeah your edit with aj was more like explaining the technology and explaining what you can do with that technology mm -hmm. um and a part of it was really that you're you you yourself were just learning about these ski boards yeah so it gave you a really fresh perspective on it and you were coming at it from the perspective as a, of kind of like an outsider yeah of but, someone that would want to get into it yeah i want to get into it because this this is cool and like yeah. this is comfortable and it's yada 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 whatever whatever the selling points of this uh ski boards which yeah, are like, by the way amazing i don't care what anyone says yeah watching the edit made me really want a pair and uh i don't know i know a lot Next of people year when i'm balling i'm gonna buy a pair in winter yeah because i will be balling it's good on my list of things to do good because my bowling is dependent on you're bowling. That's true. And other people's bowling. So hopefully everyone is going to get all bowling and make a lot of money from rollerblading. Well, I from their... money from rollerblading. <laughs> so then I will make money from rollerblading too. Fucking podcast money, dog. Yeah, that would be... Sponsored by Red Bull. That would be sweet. I don't think Red Bull would sponsor this podcast. No. Maybe like a tea company? You think so? Like a... Like Lipton tea. McDonald's like should sponsor it. I think people could hear me uh, munching on this muffin for like from the beginning. That's true. You can really. There's a lot of value in those muffins. Yeah. I got. Uh, you want to hear my trick? Let's hear it. Anyway, um, McDonald's have this coffee and a muffin special for a dollar thirty nine, which is yep. really cheap. That's a good deal. Small coffee and a muffin. It's part of their... That's in Canada, by the way. 
really good deal. But the coffee is small, and you know when you don't get a lot of sleep and work long hours, assembling and disassembling roller blades. You depend on caffeine. You, yeah, coffee is important. Anyway, and food is important too. Anyway, but I have a like a mug which helps the environment because it's a mug. You know, so I don't always take a cup. But it also benefits me financially, having a mug. Because most places, when you ask for a small coffee and you give them the mug, they fill it up all the way. And that's an extra large mug. So every day I save, like, at least a dollar each time. That's smart. Yeah, so I'm always... And they always look at the mug and they're like, uh, you want the small? It's like, yeah. You know, fill, just fill it up. Yeah. But then they'll feel bad, like, yeah. putting in, like, yeah. less than half of your mug. Exactly. So they, really they all... give shit. So. Not 99%. Fill, fill it up. Yeah. So anyway, in a way, I'm totally taking advantage of McDonald's or any place that sells... I think they sells... can afford it. Yeah, exactly. In a way, they're supporting the roller... So I'm sponsored by McDonald's. Yeah. If anyone asks yeah. on the street... They support you. I don't... I completely don't eat there. I think it's complete... Not good food for you. <laughs> um, but coffee is good. I don't know how it is yeah. in the States or in your country. It is good. I always... It's, it's it kind good. of feels like they put nicotine in it. Yeah. I kind of get like an... Ex, like the, It seems like there's caffeine and something else in McDonald's coffee. But anyway, I get like coffee and a muffin for $1.39 every... Well, not every day, but... I get it. And... Uh, um, <laughs> Dude, I really need to pee. Okay, go. Like pee. way too bad. We're gonna we're gonna pause this and then no, we'll, no, I can we'll I can continue. Oh, you're gonna continue? Yeah. Okay, give her. Can't be back. So Todd is going to pee at shop task. Um, the store is small. There isn't really a back room, so you might, if the microphone is good enough, you can probably hear him pee. And I think that's getting really close to. Knowing someone is, you know, hear them pee. You really get to know them. The duration of their pee, you know, the the force, you know, like, yeah, things like this. So, if you li listen carefully, you might be able to. No, probably not. Anyway... Um, yeah, when Todd is not here, it's, uh, I have to say it's really weird talking to a microphone, especially when Todd is, uh, he's done it before, I guess. I never listened to it, but, uh, and it feels like he's, uh, really trying, well, at least at first I felt like he's a asking me questions or, you know, when a camera pointing at your face and you have to, they ask you, what do you think about this and that? It's really, yeah, it, it, it's really tough, but when you're by yourself, it's not too bad. You can actually just blah, blah, blah. Anyway, now I feel like uh, Todd is coming back, so I have to get back to normal. That was like one of those peas. I was like, 
Oh my god, I can't believe I've been doing this for so long. It just kept coming and coming and coming. Anyway, it's weird talking by yourself, eh? Why? What do you think about talking by yourself? Because you're totally just talking to yourself. Like, there's no one else in the room. You found it weird? Oh, totally. I found, you, I found it better if you're not here. Yeah? Yeah. Easier? Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Sweet. Yeah. How did you find it? It's just different. I don't think it's... It's a different ball game because you're not conversing with another person. I'm not responding to you. Mm -hmm. I'm just totally expressing what's within in a very, like... Uh, in a very different kind of way because you're just you're you're saying it you're not saying it to anyone in particular you're saying it to the universe mm -hmm. so it's just more like this is what i want to talk about so i'm going to talk about it now it's not like this person asked me a question and i'm responding to him like it's it's totally more self-absorbed mm -hmm. it's interesting yeah i like it it's a totally like different kind of experience yeah because how often do you just fucking talk to yourself oh fuck <laughs> A lot. Do you? No. <laughs> you should start. Yeah, I know. It's funny. People perceive that as being crazy if you talk to yourself. Really, there's nothing crazy about it. It might be really healthy to voice your thoughts <laughs> just by yourself. Yeah, I don't think so. No? Yeah. Who knows? Whatever. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, let's, uh, what else you want to talk about? I don't know. I want to change the, some stuff in the store. You want to help me after? What do you want to change? Well, I want to move this counter. Tell me what you think about it. I want to move this counter. Yeah. This way. So. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why I brought the table. So you're kind of you're facing the door. Yeah. So what what's gonna be the counter with all this stuff would be right there. Yeah. But it's not really. That's kind of like a. Where people would pay or look at. Yada yada. Right. But I need like something like this that would be like. Uh, oh no! What I thought of something else. Anyway, I want. This counter and this table to be right here. As soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, that's the way it should be. Like, you're, you, I don't know, it's like the old outer line was uh, yeah, set up. It's like they're facing the door. Yeah. And you walk in. Um, I don't know, for some reason that seems like the way it should be. Mm. I don't know why, I can't really can't give you a reason, but it just seems like, yeah, that's how you're supposed to set it up. Yeah, because I just want to have, like, a big, you know, whatever. Are you going to, you're going to keep this grind box in here? Yeah, I had a few ideas of how to move it, but I think as soon as I start moving things, I would uh, figure out what I want to do. Yeah. I just want it to be more welcoming. You should get a TV. <laughs> and play Wait, what? Treatment. Yeah. Repeat. Idea. Exactly, because I was thinking today, like, you know, before this, people, yeah, get a TV, but what would I have, like, two-minute, like, there's things that I want to show people, and they're always, like, a two-minute edit here, three-minute edit there. 
you know you can't i can't be playing a two-minute edits on repeat all day in the store throughout time couldn't you like collect certain edits and videos that you really would feel comfortable comfortable putting up and slowly add to this like kind of playlist of videos but but i feel that it would be too like very like sections oriented that people watch one and they move on and that's all they get out of it it's like well you would have control over that you could put whatever you want but I feel like you have to always be skating you could have like skiing or like parkour or you know I do it is a role playing job so that would make a lot of sense to have role playing but you don't have to like MC Hammer videos where people are just like jumping in the air mm-hmm. and doing like weird things. Yeah. Probably just puts skating. Yeah, skating. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I want it to be, yeah, I don't know about the TV, but I want it to be more, yeah, uh, bigger, open, um, just smarter. That's a problem with me. I really like change. Yeah. Like, I, I find myself always... Like, bored with the way things are. Yeah. Can't handle stuff staying the same. Even in my house, I move stuff around. It's always like... You know, oh, this would work better here. And like, I'm not just moving a shelf. I'm completely redoing the whole living room. Every time people come over, like, oh cool like it's here now like yeah (laughs) um yeah it's always always changing same with the store it's it's fun to move things around like it was always exciting to me when i was a kid to just rearrange my room yeah put the bed in the the bed over here yeah and then it's like this brand new room and it's perfect it always works so good until you get bored and yeah same with skating. It's good to experiment with different setups and different spots. Totally. Speaking of which, I have to... I'm going skating tomorrow. I'm really excited. I usually skate a lot. Um, but I haven't skated for a bit because I was sick. Yeah, I heard you were sick. Yeah. I'm not physically sick. No, <laughs> Yeah, it was a, a Dude, little cold. Sick. Yeah, thanks. I was cold for a week. That's pretty boring, the story. I'm going skating tomorrow, and that should be cool. And you were sick for a while? Yes, yeah, so I didn't skate, and it was bad weather, and blah, blah, blah. like a rainy streak. Yep. Dude, you should come skate with me on Sunday. I probably will. Sweet. But, I don't know. I'm really busy now. Yeah, I've got work to do tomorrow, but I... The weatherman says it's supposed to be rainy tomorrow and sunny on Sunday, and you know what they say about the weatherman. Yeah. He's always right. I'm just excited because I'm going to try my new skates tomorrow. The the Avants. The Shadow, X's Shadows Avant. Shadows. Uh, they're pretty sweet. Sweet. They look good. They look really nice. Yeah. Any uh, significant... Uh, no. changes to them no just a why like change basic, something like shadow i'm holding this uh avant in my hand right now 
it looks really good, like black and white. Yeah. You're skating them with mooks, or? I gotta skate them stock. With the mook? As much as I can. I, I never skated mooks. Because I do like, I don't, I don't know if I'm sold on this freestyle all over the place thing. But I'm gonna try them. Mooks are good. Yeah, they're, I, I tried freestyle really frames before, but I, I like regular frames with a more defined groove. Yeah. And skate them freestyle without wheels in the center. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of make freestyle frames from regular frames. Not make them, just skate regular frames in the same way as freestyle frames. Yeah. But I'm going to try those because they look so good on those skates. They do. But I'm definitely going to change the wheels to street artist wheels. Yeah. Street and artist like, wheels are good? The best. Really? Well, undercover makes the best wheels. Why are street artists so good? Because street artist is made by undercover. Same shit. Different yeah. graphics. The, the wheels are so good that undercover, I mean that street artist got undercover to make their wheels. Because hmm. they're so freaking good. Really? Yeah. If you look on the street artist wheels, they even have a little undercover logo on all the all the street artist wheels. Really? And uh, so it's, they're like both. They're both. I, I really. They're actually the exact same wheel. Well, I really like uh, smaller wheels and hard wheels. So street artist has uses the same urethane and cores. But they have one wheel that's just doesn't uh, that you won't find those measurements in uh, undercover wheels, which is fifty five millimeters, ninety two A. So it's, it's a hard. It's a hard wheel and it's a small wheel. But they use such good urethane that even though it's so hard, it still grips well. Hmm. And. Uh, so it's really, like, harder wheels are faster, typically. They're faster, um, but they're usually slippery, especially yeah. if you get hard eulogies. But uh, I feel that the urethane, um, not that I feel, I know the urethane is way softer, a lot more bouncy, so they absorb shock a lot better than eulogy wheels. Hmm. Um, yeah. By far, once you try under like the the pro undercover wheels, like the new ones, the expensive ones. Yeah. If you cheap out and you buy cheap undercovers, you're buying cheap wheels. Period. Yeah. But if you get expensive undercovers or the new street artist wheels that are poured by undercover, I guarantee you this is the best. The best really? wheel for rollerblading. Eulogy is made by a skateboarding company, so their urethane is a lot harder it's designed because skateboarding skateboarders use even smaller wheels yeah than rollerblades for for the most part so their wheels and their urethane is completely different than what rollerbladers are supposed to use and aggressive skating it's different urethane than fitness skating because the smaller you go with the wheel it needs to be harder you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you get really small wheels to get any speed out of them, they need to have like they have to be pretty hard. 
So the smaller, the smaller you... Yeah. So you're sacrificing the speed because the, typically the bigger it is, the faster you're going to go. And the harder it is, the bigger you're going to go. So... The, the harder it is, the bit, faster. The smaller it is. Yeah. You sacrifice a bit, the softer it is. Yeah. But typically, you're it like you sacrifice a bit of stability when it's that hard, or grip. Yeah. You sacrifice some grip when it's that hard. But the urethane they use is just still pretty grippy. It's yeah. It's just a really. It's the right. I and I tried freaking every wheel ever yeah. well like i skated cosmos and everything yeah and uh there's very very few wheels that had like that felt right for rollerblading or like for aggressive rollerblading for the size wheels we use and uh undercover and i was a big supporter of eulogy but undercover just for rollerblading I'm not talking what's better quality in general what feels better and what's uh, hmm. what is better for rollerblading yeah by far is those wheels I'll have to try them and I don't think they put undercover. millions of dollars into research and development they just kept on making shitty wheels or like just making random wheels and 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 like undercovers had a lot of really bad wheels until they got to like a point where the urethane was perfect hmm. and they're like oh we're gonna stick with this or at least that's how i see it yeah and then they had problems with the cores because the urethane would always decor yeah and then decor the cores were like too soft then they would like uh kind of like stretch and yada yada and they're still not I'm sure they're going to continue improving, but at the moment, they're almost, like, completely reliable. And that's after many attempts and stuff, but I feel even if, they're, if the core was to stretch a little bit, which happened on, like, previous models, yeah. with that specific urethane and everything, I still felt that I get more speed and, like, softer landings and, like, a more enjoyable ride altogether from undercover wheels hmm. way better than any other wheel hmm. i should try them they're good yeah that's <laughs> that's what i'm saying but yeah it's interesting it's interesting how uh yeah everyone like, should get them do you think it's do you think it's a possibility that in like 40 years wheels will not be made out of urethane yeah they'll be made out of a new material probably because like people used to ride clay wheels and it wasn't even that long ago it was like 30 years ago 40 years ago yeah that was the norm clay and then they're like urethane it's this new yeah i can see i can see i can see this improving like materials would always improve like carbon skates or whatever they're going to come up with next. Do you think that they might say like, hey, we got this new wheel and it's not your thing? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That'd be weird. I'm sure they would. Or like cars are made out of plastic. <laughs> or like slowly m more parts in the car are made out of plastic where before they were all 
And nowadays you can make plastic stronger than certain metals. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So like the technology and it's cheaper and whatever. Interesting. Interesting. But that's, that's, uh, yeah. If you're listening, you better trust me on those undercover or street artist and if you have a problem with them with the ones i recommended please call me <laughs> please call shop task and complain and we'll tell them about it we'll make sure to treat you right because we we know our product yeah i always say we but it's really me yeah <laughs> it just sounds better when you say yeah we here at shop task yeah which is we are you know what yeah one isn't company yeah but to be honest i think it's like it's this not trying to advertise my store but it's really a selling point where the person that you know sells you the product is also the person that you know tests your product yeah and also the person that if there is a problem gonna talk to you about it and help you with it and contact the company on your behalf or I don't know I think like that was uh, something I was thinking that it should be more of like my strategy is to as a joke kind of that everything is you know like uh, with some companies oh yeah I talked to this guy he was supposed to charge me this and then that guy ended up charging me that and you know it's all like a bigger systems it's hard to keep them organized when one person you can only complain to me about me and if you're not happy with me i can be the only one that can make change it or whatever yeah anyway so that's pretty cool i guess i shouldn't say Just, we i should it say it always helps me. to have someone who knows what the hell they're talking about yeah and you know role better so i should stop saying we to a, I here at shop. We as in our company. Yeah, we as in like me and and the store and the website. Yeah, we do have help. It's not it's not all me. There's a lot of help from a lot of people. Does Miguel work for you? Yeah, Miguel is uh, working for the shop. And anyone else? uh, AJ DeLong is working for the shop. Does he? Does he work in the shop? No, he does a lot of uh, online stuff and kind of projects. Whenever I need stuff done. Hmm. But to be honest... Contract work. Yeah. um, I have like a few people that help uh, on occasions, but... And it's not... uh, I just really want to be the one making sure everything works fine. Like, I don't know. It's your baby. Yeah. Like, I like to assemble people's skates because I know it's right. Like... Yeah. I don't, I don't want to sell bad things or a bad product and totally. And I think rollerblading is such an industry that there's so much product that y- yeah, you have to yeah. <laughs> you have to know it to sell it. Yeah. Cuz like I always it's always tough like selling uh, selling people on the right size even yeah like it takes me a lot of time and effort convincing people what size they should get 
steering people in the right direction. Like yeah. Trying to get a sense of what they want out of the activity and their, exactly. their style of skating and what they're looking for in a skate. And sell them the video that I think would they would enjoy. Yeah. Uh, versus just selling them, yo, this is the best. Based on your opinion. Yeah. Yeah, like thinking, getting in their shoes and like what are they looking for. Yeah. So it's tough. And if you don't... I'm not trying to uh, advertise the store here. But yeah. Well, it's an interesting experience that you have, like, dealing with people on that kind of level, like dealing with role players and and trying to sell them something that it's like you you're you're trying to make a living, but you also want to put the right thing in their hands, something that they're going to be happy with, something mm -hmm. that's going to like enhance their experience of rollerblading. Yeah, exactly. Because you really care that they get the right have experience. a good experience skating. Yeah. You know, you're in the business of making people's rollerblading experiences more fun. Yeah. Because if skating's not fun for people, you're out of business. Which is really tough sometimes because you know that they can enjoy those wheels so much more. Or like, for example, a wheel or whatever. You're like, dude, you should really get good wheels. No, like, I don't have money. And it's like, I know, like, I know how much money you have and... <laughs> you can afford a set of wheels and I'm not just doing it to like get by like and usually when people do say like okay whatever like I'll try them like 99% of the time they would say dude like thanks like that's amazing yeah like there's a lot of people even good skaters um that were really good skaters skating the wrong size skates until I convinced them to like try smaller skates yeah um for example like someone who people might know like dp yeah he writes for razors and he used to make a lot of edits and he still does is one of the best skaters in canada man his wall ride to kind grass yeah fuck yeah Recognize. Uh, exactly he won the best trick in the online contest obviously van m but yeah, he's really sick. And he used to skate a size 8, 9, like size 9 razors. Then he went down to 8. But he still stayed within the same 8, 9 shell until he came to Vancouver this summer for a visit. And I convinced him to try on the size 7. Even though it's really hard for me to sell something to a skater that has been doing it for so long, but yeah. not as long as me. <laughs> but... You know, and it's hard to say, dude, like, trust me, just do it. Because they obviously been doing it for a long time and they're really professional and they know what, they know their equipment, they know what they want, what they need. So, but yeah, DP did listen to me and he's now happier than ever. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, I don't know, it's, yeah, what I'm saying is when people do listen, it's it's cool. Yeah, so you should get treatment DVD. I do. I I want the treatment DVD. Money back guaranteed. Done and done. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. And street artist wheels.
I know you you ride those face wheels. Yeah, the face wheels are good. They're really good. I know you. Well, you ride flat. Yeah, that's different. I'm a different case. Yeah. I want those fucking Celtic frames. Yeah. Pardon I, my French. I'm on it. I really want those. Yeah. When are you get them? I don't know. They haven't got back to me yet, but uh, shortly. To be honest, I didn't even get a hold of them. But uh, there's a guy from Ireland here. They they sent me some emails before, but uh, I always wanted to get it, but no one was asking me about it. So yeah, kind of like uh, always put it in the at the bottom of my list. Would you would you recommend like to someone getting into skating? Would you recommend them skating flat ever? Yeah, I I always cover it like when. When I explain about skates, I always say like the two ways to skate. Um, I know that most kids wanna do grinds. Yeah, they usually wanna do it because they saw something online or whatever. But I always tell them that, uh, um, like, explain them the the advantages of riding flat. Yeah, and I think it's. I always say it. It's. You better off learning how to skate flat first, to get like proper control and underskate, uh, underskate, understand how the skates are designed to be skated or how initially. Um, and it's weird, like, because we all started skating on flat, and because of that, our grinds and like the way we balance tricks are a lot different than the kids nowadays when they have freestyle frames. You know, like starting skating with a freestyle skate I think it's retarded um, so yeah I, I, I want to sell all my skates flat to beginners but it always when people buy their first skates they they can hardly afford their first skate it's usually kids that oh cool I have 200 bucks or so for them the skates with anti-rockers are cheaper, so for them to spend the extra, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks to get wheels and extra bearings, and they prop like, who knows if they're going to really yeah. use it, or sometimes I don't want to do it because it feels like I'm trying to just make more money. Yeah. You know, like I'm... It's definitely a lot it's cheaper a, to get an anti-setup. Yeah, it's a tough position because I hate selling people stuff that they don't like upselling yeah when you don't believe that it's going to make a difference uh even here i like with flat i believe it's better but i still feel bad if i'm trying to upsell like you come into my, my store you know i sell you skates and then i try to sell you like oh and by the way you should yeah. i don't want to be that salesman and uh a lot of times it's bad for me because <laughs> People would come in, even if they have money, and I'll be, well, honestly, you don't need more than those skates. You know, like, why spend 300 bucks if you can just get this and, you know, maybe get an extra set of wheels for later or something. Yeah. Like, you don't need those frames to be the best frames because you don't even know how to grind. Like Exactly. You like... can't lock on a ledge, so you're not going to yeah. feel the difference between a $10 frame and a $50 frame. So yeah. just get this. And then you can always change it. Yeah. 
but it's bad because you know i but i lose are they getting or yeah you lose some money and are they getting the the best possible role-playing experience maybe when they get a cheaper skate well i do tell them like the advantages and yeah that's up to them if they want to upgrade but um i feel like a lot of times when if i'm not working here like miguel or something um and some someone would come in they might buy more and spend more because miguel would be more he wouldn't care like not that he would do it on purpose like upselling but they would ask him oh is this better he would be like yeah this is better it slides faster yeah you know it's those are better bearings this is like more comfortable liners where i would be really basic about it like no this would be good enough like more <laughs> yeah just kind of tell them that those skates are good enough not like oh here's obviously my most expensive skates are the best yeah well you're the you're the master you've been doing this for a really long time anyway this conversation i can't believe we're recording it still no it's awesome let's see how long we've gone for i hope you're gonna take parts out because a lot of it is really boring the entire thing is going all two hours this is great Ah, oh, uh, cool. But we should skate on Sunday. Okay. I really want to skate on Sunday. How should nice. we? How should we end this conversation? How should we end it? <sighs> well, it's been really nice talking to you. Yeah, you too, Leon. You too. In your role biting shop. Thanks. Are you gonna help me move my shit? Um. I'm trying to think of an excuse why I don't have to help you move your shit around. Because I just really want to go home. Yeah. Well, like, what? how long will it take? Is it... No, not long. I uh, Yeah, I'll help you out for a little bit. Cool. But I kind of want to get out of here. There's, I... like, some ruckus going on outside yeah. on Friday night. The drunks. Yeah, totally. Maybe I should wait till they're gone to leave. Yeah. Maybe you should help me out. But yeah, we should get to work. It's, uh, what time is sure. it now? Probably like 10-ish. Yeah, quarter to 10 quarter at night. 10? And yeah. I'm getting Friday night, 10 at night. And uh, I've been working since like 7 in the morning. Fuck. 8 in the morning. Just... You're up at that time? Yeah. Wow. And, uh... That's why you when you were asking me about the podcast, I was like, oh, I'm so busy. Like, I want to do it, but I don't. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't. But I did it. But I sent you, like, five emails. Yeah, you were pretty... Three phone calls. I tried to avoid you. I fucking made it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were apprehensive. But, yeah, I need to work Friday night. Well, late. thank you. Thank you very much, Leon, for taking time out of your very busy schedule <laughs> to talk to us. We appreciate it. You're welcome. And I'm sure all the buttloads of people who listen to this, yeah, they're really happy that you were able to take time out of your busy schedule to hang out with me and talk to me, share some of your experiences with me. Yeah, I wonder, if, like, what would people think? I do care about people's opinion. Hmm. Do you? Um, 
of course I do. I do. I want people to enjoy it. When it comes to this, this like podcast thing, um, I don't really care about people listening to it. Mm-hmm. In fact, like I, that scares me that people would listen to it. I'm just yeah. about doing it. I think doing it is really fun. Yeah, I know. Isn't it fun? Yeah, it's good. Because it, oh, you do you love talking about rollerblading? No, I was speaking no. about the different You're doing it. But oh, fuck it. Um, yeah, I, I like talking about it, but I don't know. I don't know how... Um, yeah. yeah, there's some... Some ruckus outside. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of curious as to like, uh, like people seem to. I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious what people people would think. Like listening to it, because I I honestly never listen to stuff like this. Yeah. So I'm kind of. It's weird for me to talk. Yeah. I think um, it's a lot of people don't listen to things like this, but there are a lot of people out there who enjoy listening to like long kind of like podcasts, like conversations, like when I'm working, like mm-hmm. at work, I'll just listen to like different podcasts like this that are just really like all over the place and um, very long winded and pretty boring. Mm-hmm. But as I'm working, it kind of just, it's kind of a pleasant like, little thing to like provoke thought and I kind of feel like I'm there like in on the conversation and especially if I'm like a little bit interested in the people it's like or if I know them it it is really interesting so uh, there are a ton of people out there that obviously aren't going to listen to this mm-hmm. but there there are a lot of people out there that'll be really interested you and think I so? oh yeah oh yeah I, I always think like there would be people that would be like oh cool like yeah I know Leon uh, I ordered from him. I talked to him. It's probably pretty interesting. You know, probably has some good stuff to say. And then they would listen to a podcast like this and be like, huh, that's it? <laughs> that's all he had to say? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I wonder how people see, like, if they don't know you and then they listen to you for t- two hours. I think you can kind of, like, know the person a lot better after listening to them or, oh yeah no and totally it would be different if you compare it to like a five minute promo or like edit or something that's edited where yeah. there's i say this and i say this and i say this you're you're revealing a, a much different side of yourself when it's totally uncut for like two hours and it's boring and yeah it's like this is the way life really is yeah. It's very realistic. And a lot of people won't get it. Like, a lot of people don't get podcasts. They won't. They wouldn't listen to something like this for two hours. Uh-huh. They'd be like, what the fuck am I listening to? This is, like, boring. I'll listen to some music or, or whatever. But there are people who enjoy that, that, like, long-winded... Like, if you have time to kill... Like, if you're working up north and you just, like, put in your iPod and just dig a ditch all day or something yeah if you do that it's nice to just like listen to like people just talk even about rollerblading yeah yeah there isn't really anything like this there's like rolling revival um but it's it's a little bit more focused on like industry stuff and 
It's more like topics. Right. They they know what they want to say. Yeah. Where this, I think, I'm actually curious to listen to this. We should do it right after listening to the two hours of us talking. <laughs> two hours. <laughs> so it's ten now. We'll listen to it till midnight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, cause you didn't open your beer. Oh yeah, let me open it. You know, it would be interesting to hear like how scattered my ideas are and opinions. Some really good stuff came out. I don't know, cause you can whenever you talk, you like. Like we said earlier, one day you would say your opinion is like this, and one day it's something different. But, uh, yeah, I'm curious to, to hear if I sounded like a dick or <laughs> if I sounded like what was going through my head. Right, yeah. I don't even remember. Because it's really spontaneous. You just say things and then you don't think about it so much like you would if you know like if if you're normally putting together something more typical mm. where it's like you would examine it afterwards and be like oh no i want to say that again because yeah, yeah. i s stuttered a little bit it's, it's kind of like that skating discussion we were having yeah wait i just wanted to say it uh fuck what did i want to say about it <sighs> it's like in your head the way you experience yeah, it yeah, is exactly. flawed and it sucks and, oh, let's do it again, let's do it again. But something comes out of that spontaneity, right? Hmm. That, like, the whole, the whole approach to it is just allowing things to happen instead of, like, forcing and then analyzing it. It's like, just let it happen. This is the way it is, you know? There's awkward parts. You know, you start off, you're kind of nervous. Maybe you're being a bit like too showy or whatever like whatever you can't go wrong yeah 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 and then if we were like editing it afterwards like oh no take out that part where there was that long silence or where i said um too much or like i totally screwed up what i was saying there like take that out no man this is the way it fucking is that's what we were saying about being within the industry so much like how I was explaining about skateboards and stuff that we rollerblade and we're so into it that we can't produce something that actually, that, like we're so involved with it that we can't appeal to like an outsider. We can't and, see it the way they would see yeah. it. So I think like this, like listening to this, for myself listening to this would be really interesting is almost like seeing my thoughts and ideas kind of all over the place and like be like okay like i kind of understand you can understand yourself from listening to yourself yeah yeah it's like a journal yeah you see it's cool <laughs> yeah i'm really addicted i to think it. i think i'm gonna start the podcast yeah the shop task podcast do it no lots of people should it's I, I think it's a really fascinating medium. I think it would like be it's, interesting. It's really revealing, and it's fun to do. That would be cool. Like, imagine making, like, reviews. Like, instead of reviewing something, just everything is audio files, like, on 
Audio, audio is a really audio reviews. It's a really good medium. Because yeah. of that limitation, you can't rely on visuals. You have to use your words. Mm -hmm. You have to express totally with language. Like for example, you know, like just got those wheels. Cool. Like I need to write a review. Oh no, this is not proper. This is not yeah. proper sentence. Blah blah blah. Just like press record. So yeah, those wheels are good. I really enjoy them. Blah blah blah. This and this. Like even if it's really crappy, it's better than this fake weird. Yeah. It's more like the way we communicate naturally. Yeah. Why write something? Yeah, click here to watch this other review or something. Yeah. You tell them. It's like that 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 method has its validity, obviously, like putting something together very like, okay, I want this and then I want this and you can structure it really well, really digestible. But then there really is something to be said about the spont spontaneity of just talking about it off the cuff. Like this is in my mind right now and I'm just talking about it. It's not edited. It's not censored. Like it's, it's very, it's like more real yeah. than something that's structured. You see, that's why I don't like Facebook. Like you're not it, on Facebook. No, I don't have Facebook. That's interesting that you're uh, you're ignoring like the world's biggest marketing tool. Mm -hmm. It is pretty, pretty stupid. You, you get by. But it's interesting at the same time that they do ignore it. Yeah. I don't know why. It just uh. I always want to get Facebook, not because I actually want to do it, because because it's a smart marketing tool. But every time I'm like almost like yeah I should, but I I honestly don't feel it's it's the right thing. Like just I hmm. usually trust my feelings. Yeah. And if I just don't feel like things usually work out. <laughs> Sometimes it. I don't know doesn't feel like I, I don't not into Facebook yeah I don't think it's uh, it's really antisocial as much as people say it's social but Facebook is a huge discussion this can go into like an hour easy I've got time <laughs> really we should do this again okay yeah okay Part, Todd and Leon, part two? Yeah. Sunday, after skating. Sure. Done and done. Cool. I think doing this after skating would be really interesting because, like, you know the feeling after you've skated? Mm-hmm. Um, brains. If it's a good sesh. Or, yeah. Even if it's a bad sesh, I think that would even bring out something different. Basically, life brings different things out of us. So it's totally. interesting to do this at different times yeah but we'll wrap it up i think that's yeah that's pretty, pretty long. Fucking long i enough. don't think anyone would fuck it what is it two hours two oh three oh three fuck yeah yeah well if you've uh listened to it this long good for you if you listen to the whole thing get a fucking life no seriously um a little reward if you Listen, listen to the whole thing. You can get uh, treatment DVD or street artist wheels for cost from Shop Task.
but it's only valid for let's realistic timeline i don't know whatever just call me say i listen to the thing or write a comment when you place say, an order from say shop like, task say like a secret code say a secret code like what was the topic of this like whole discussion um it was um <laughs> perceiving imperfections as as imperfections when in fact they're beautiful if you were to give a title like you know i'm making a post on the blog about this whole nonsense what would be the title of this the title of the of, of this podcast yeah do you give titles to your podcast or just one two three I've, I've been given just one, two, three, but I'm not too set on that. I don't know. I think it's cool to give it a name. A so name? it's like a... I give it a little description. So it'll be like episode eight, Todd goes to shop task and visits Leon. Or something. Mm-hmm. Like there's a little, dis- there's a title and a description. Should have a title. A title would be pretty cool. So it's I like... I could give this one a title. What do you want to name it? I don't know. I think, uh... I don't know. <laughs> Is that the long pause you were talking about? Cut this we, out. We could call it long awkward pauses. <laughs> I think people would really want to listen to long awkward pauses. Whoa, it's two hours? <laughs> it's called long awkward pauses. I'm fucking stoked to listen to this. Yeah. Awkward. Awkward is a funny word. Awkward. Yeah. Or it sounds like aqua. Awkward. Awkward. That is interesting. Okay, the secret code is... I don't know, just say a word that comes out of your head that you'll remember that people can say. Uh, Caribou. No. No. Awkward. Awkward, okay. Awkward. That's better. So this secret code word is awkward. You call in. Leon's going to give what? you a discount on treatment or street artist wheels. Okay, and I'll tell you the price. Well, it's, I'll do like something ridiculous that you'll be like, what? There's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, whatever. I don't know. Prices are fluctuate with the dollar and such things in my my mood swings but uh it's <laughs> bad advertisement price can change if i feel like it if i'm grumpy when you call fuck you um but uh whatever the price is on the website whether it's on sale or it's not on sale half price treatment dvd or street artist wheels and the secret word is ak wow ak is the word Instead of awkward, how do you spell awkward with an A? A W K. Yeah, but spell it with a word, like W O R D. Awkward. That's a good deal. Yeah, it's a pretty awkward deal. So you heard it, folks. Awkward. Or is awkward or awk? That should be your title of this thing. Awkward title. Awkward title. That that's the title. Okay title is within the name because after this one you're gonna start titling and it kind of goes along with, with the, my like, whole accent English, yeah like 
action. Stop task. It'll be called awkward title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to spell it with the O. Awkward. Awk. Okay. Awkward Awk. title. Done and done. For sure. Well, yeah. Thanks a lot for taking uh, time. Yeah, no problem. We'll do it again. You should. We should go skating Sunday. Yeah, and you should help me now moving the stuff because you know it's okay. take and give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give oh, you okay. words. You give me muscles. All right, all right. To move stuff. All right. All right, guys. All right. Love you guys. Peace. Peace.